Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored by Stone Turn. A word about Stone Turn. Who do you turn to when you need assistance navigating the emerging risks around the pandemic or help enhancing your compliance program? Who do you turn to for on-demand compliance resources and expertise? Turn to us, Stone Turn. Since 2004, council corporations and government agencies have turned to the global advisory firm Stone Turn when facing their greatest challenges. Make Stone Turn the place you turn for advice on regulatory, risk, and compliance issues, investigations, and business disputes. In this five-part podcast series to celebrate Corporate Compliance and Ethics Week, we will consider each of the six elements required for an effective compliance program as laid out in Stone Turn's Six Elements of an Effective Compliance Program. These six elements are risk assessment, governance and structure, policies, procedures, and controls, training and education, oversight and reporting, and response and enhancements. Over this five-part podcast series, I will be joined by Stephen Martin, Valerie Charles, partners at Stone Turn, and Toby Ralston, Jamin Tyler, Managing Directors at Stone Turn. In this episode, I visit with Jamin Tyler on training and education in a best practices compliance program. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I'm joined by Jamin Tyler. Uh, She is a managing director at Stone Turn, and we're going to take up the topic of training and communication. Jamin, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks so much for having me. Jamin, if there has been one change in the workplace which has impacted compliance as much as any other change, it's been the work from home. Uh, starting in, in March or or whenever most companies had to do so. And so I really wanted to start with that question. Uh, in the work from home era or coronavirus or COVID-19, how can you begin to think through uh, a way to determine the effectiveness of your compliance training? Yeah, so this is a really uh, important question for people to consider. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of um, the methods that you use before work from home um, are still going to apply in the work from home situations. Um, the difference is that you may not have uh, FaceTime to be able to have the same sort of communications one-on-one with folks that you had previously. Um, but that being said, communication is still really key here. Um, it's, it's really important to check in with employees um, as well as others who are involved with um, compliance activities. So people like HR are going to be um, really important to talk to and, and check in with to find out, you know, what are some, what are issues that, uh, that they're hearing about? Um, when you do have trainings, how, how are people responding to them? Following up after you have trainings will be really important um, and being really proactive about it since you won't have those sort of incidental conversations, people stopping into your office. Um, you can also, of course, um, leverage data that you receive from trainings. Uh, a lot of people, especially in work from home, um, are using um, virtual trainings, um, trainings that culminate with um, tests or, uh, or certifications. Um, looking at those, looking at um, places where you're seeing folks struggle with, with questions, maybe there are certain um, tr- questions that trip a lot of people up. 
um, it's you're seeing um, folks that are or aren't um, actually taking trainings. Obviously, that's a that's a pretty good indication of of the success of uh, of trainings. Um, obviously, too, reviewing incident reports. Um, if you have just done a training on a certain um, on a certain subject, um, but you're still seeing issues arising that were that should have been covered by that training, um, that's a good indication that maybe you need to uh, rethink how you're explaining that. Um, if you're using virtual trainings or um, or trainings from a third party, maybe taking a look and seeing how well it applies to issues that you're seeing in your company and maybe doing some um, some supplementing of that either through in-person training or additional communication. Jamin, in the 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, we saw the Department of Justice for the first time talk about short training or maybe even short communications. Uh, I'm gonna call that micro learning, although I recognize others might call it something differently. Uh, how do you see that as fitting into an overall uh, training regimen? Is communications sort of work hand in hand with training? And can a short sort of uh, one message communication be uh, a supplementary effectiveness for an overall training? Or how do you see that? Yeah, I think micro learnings are a really great tool for um, compliance teams to use um, to, to supplement and make sure that you have these kind of ongoing communications to keep compliance issues top of mind. Um, micro learnings are, are great, especially now, um, given that employees are, are really busy. There's a lot of, of Zoom fatigue and in an era where to actually do lengthy trainings, you really have to do them on Zoom. Being able to have um, these engaging short bursts, communications, or trainings that can talk, that can cover just you know one or two topics really quickly um, in a way that will keep um, employees and learners focused. Um, it's a great way to just again keep those uh, compliance topics at top of mind. Um, they're also great, and uh, they're a great way to respond when you are seeing issues arise because they can c cover just one or two topics. If you're seeing a particular issue uh, come up again and again, it's a great way to be able to quickly deploy a really targeted training um, to your to your employees so that they can get some some really great training right away. Um, that being said, of course, um, Tom, as, as you alluded to, um, these are these are great supplements to uh, the kind of more deep dive trainings that we're that we're used to, um, but they probably shouldn't replace um, the those longer uh, trainings that you have that can provide even more detail about expectations and especially uh, when your company has specific procedures or, or policies um, that, that you need people to learn about. Um, but that being said, doing these sort of micro communications or micro learnings, it's just a really good way to keep compliance top of mind for your employees. Jim, if I could maybe flip that a little bit uh, because the Department of Justice also said you need to risk-base your training and for those mm -hmm. gatekeepers in compliance, whether they be internal audit, whether they be finance, whether accounts payable, uh, HR legal, uh, they may need a more detailed, more focused training. Would you find that to be a, a part of an overall training program as well? Absolutely. And that's, and that's exactly where, you know, micro learnings are great supplements. 
Um, but when you have individuals who are going to be providing guidance or overseeing compliance functions or have other um, compliance responsibilities, it's really important that they have a very in-depth understanding of those compliance topics. Um, so, you know, those, again, those microlearnings can, can supplement that um, once you've had those sort of in-depth periodic trainings. Um, but having something that's a real deep dive where you can really get into the nitty gritty and be available um, to your employees or other gatekeepers or, or business units who are responsible for compliance functions, being able to be there in person and answer questions that may arise, go over um, more kind of detailed scenarios, that sort of thing. Um, that's still absolutely critical to any effective compliance program. Jim, let me move to a topic that might not appear on its face to really be communication, but I wanted to get your views on compliance ambassadors, and particularly in a multinational company uh, with uh, large numbers or, or some number outside the United States. Do you find compliance ambassadors to also be a communications tool and perhaps even more for the compliance function? Absolutely. I mean, especially right now, um, you know, with, with the remote workforces where um, you might not be able to um, to have to, to get together in person, um, and when you're working with a, a global audience, having folks who are uh, who are in these um, the global locations to be able to serve as, like you said, your ambassadors um, and kind of the arms and legs um, who can help provide day-to-day -day guidance and assistance to people on the ground. Um, and especially with global operations, they can literally translate um, both both linguistically and culturally, some of um, the procedures and policies that, that you might have um, to be able to help folks on the ground, wherever they are, um, to really understand um, the, the compliance program um, procedures and, and expectations that you have um, for your employees. Um, and again, these are, this kind of goes back to that topic of, of communications and having these ongoing uh, ongoing kind of line of communications um, with employees, again, wherever they are, um, to make sure that compliance is, is top of mind um, and, and also allows people to answer questions that they may have. Um, so being able to have um, identify ambassadors in, in your global offices who um, you can, again, provide that kind of detailed uh, in-depth training to so they have a solid understanding of uh, the compliance responsibilities at your company. Um, that will just allow you to make sure that um, employees, whenever they may have a, a, an issue or a question or need to raise an issue, um, they have someone that they can go to even if you're not necessarily available. Jim, and unfortunately we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if any of our, any of our listeners wanted additional information on any of the topics you've raised in this podcast, where could they go? Absolutely. You can always find us at uh, stoneturn.com. Um, and uh, if you're interested in connecting with me, I'm also available on LinkedIn. Jamin, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Likewise. Thanks so much. This is Tom Fox again. If you'd like more information on Stone Turn, check out their website, www.stoneturn.com. I've also linked to it in the show notes. I hope you will join us again for another episode in our five-part series on the six elements of an effective compliance program. I know you will find it useful. This special podcast series, sponsored by Stone Turn, is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.